At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This show is brought to you by DraftKings in 30 minutes. Julian Edlow on the program from DraftKings. We'll talk about tonight's NBA card. Jeff Seeley later on on the golf tournament this week with his best bets. He loves a top 20, by the way, this week. Joe Osborne coming up on the show today. Uh, Super Bowl trends. He already made a bet. He could not wait to bet it, in fact, on Sunday night. And Doug Kazarian will be in studio for a full hour a little bit later on today. Looking forward to that. Uh, we've known Doug for a long, long time out here in Las Vegas. That's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, we'll sprinkle in plenty on the Super Bowl as well, Paulie. But it seems like we have some pretty big NFL news to get to before that. And that would be the surprise twist in the coaching saga yesterday, as I think everybody expected Ben Johnson to take the commander's job. I know that some people thought the Seahawks were still in play for him, but he decided, how about that? He decided to stay put as the OC for the Detroit Lions. That is a... That's massive news for the Lions. Yeah. That is huge mm. because the guy was so good calling the plays with that design, how good the offense was in general. People panicking about, well, we're going to see the real Dan Campbell once this guy moves on and takes a head coaching job. He didn't do it. So, uh, he, and we saw, by the way, what happened this year with a team like Philadelphia when they lost their coordinators can play a huge part in uh, not sustaining that level of success. Adam Schefter tweeted this out. After uh, he broke the news, he said Ben Johnson was not the head coaching lock that people thought. Boomer Esiason used that word and Co others. Called it a lock? To Washington. Yes. Okay. Done deal, yes. And his asking price spooked some teams. Mm. You know, the American public, they've had a major problem with athletes' salaries for as long as I can remember. Are we going to start to hear the same backlash when coaches are getting $15, $20 million a season? Yeah. Probably not. Well, I wouldn't have a problem, too, if I'm a Lions fan, if, if the OC makes more than the head coach. No, no, no. Right? I wouldn't have a problem with that. Uh, some people speculated that this could hurt his chances down the road because he, he's pulled his name out uh, late in the process, and Washington thought it was they were close, and that's ridiculous because just look at Josh McDaniels and what he did to the Colts. It's a major win for the Lions. Huge news. Great for them. Good for Ben Johnson. He's only 37. Have plenty of opportunities. Was the Washington job really that good when you look at it? And does this open the door now for Belichick? Is Belichick back in the mix now? And maybe he doesn't sit out the season because we thought this was going to be the landing spot anyways. Not Atlanta. That he was going to go to Washington. And there was a mutual admiration society. So now this opens a door. I don't know what what's the holdup in Seattle. Uh, maybe it is McDonald. Maybe Lombardi's going to get that right and others. But uh, maybe this is the Belichick's landing spot with Washington. Yep. Seems to make a little bit of sense here. And I think they're also nuts if they don't make that happen now. Yep. Right. You, you, and it's not just Belichick, by the way. If the commanders can't land Bill or I'll throw Mike Vrabel, 
after whiffing on Ben Johnson with new ownership. I, I know what you're saying about potentially. They also have the number two pick overall in the draft. Um, you need to make this work. Mm. Like, you're not the Carolina Panthers. You're not going to get Dave Canales, no offense. You need to get a better coach or a guy that is thought to be someone like Belichick would make a ton of sense right now. And if he wants whatever, it's 12 million bucks a year. That's the going rate. Make it happen. Ben Johnson wanted a lot of money. Did he deserve it? I don't know because he's never, you know, been a head coach in his entire life. Some guys are awesome coordinators, not great head coaches. So I think we would probably know more of that in like two or three years. If you're Washington, but, you can block the Cowboys too because there's a good chance McCarthy is out and Belichick could be coaching the Cowboys next year. Well, now you see reports that Jerry hasn't ruled it out and the, and the Eagles were interested in Belichick. Where with, okay, well, he was available if, if he just would have done the right thing. Not so much maybe in Philly, but certainly, uh, and a lot of people are off the Sirianni train, but certainly in Dallas, is McCarthy should have been let go. When's the last time the commanders were relevant on the football field? Oh, God. RG3? I mean, it has been, yeah, that, that's more than a decade ago. Yeah. Fun to watch. A team to worry about, for sure. A team that can make a deep playoff run. A team that had a, a future you were excited about. Uh -huh. Yeah, Gibbs. If you don't want to say RG three, got because they didn't. I don't think you want a playoff game. You got to go back to Gibbs then. Mm -hmm. So odds are up, globally speaking, here where Bill Belichick's going to be at next season, and currently. There's not even an NFL team listed. You can only bet on which network he's going to go to as an analyst. They got them all up. Amazon, and if Amazon's the shortest shot on the board at two to one, mm -hmm. NFL Network, and then the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, we're almost we're in February tomorrow in Washington. Still doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, I would be severely disappointed yeah. in that region of the country. Yeah, if you get news today that uh, nah, no interest in Bill Belichick, he's got you got to target the guy now. Yeah, you have to him sure. or Vrabel. Lock it in. Make it happen. Yeah. At least have the conversation here. Yeah. Again, he was awful as a GM and evaluating talent through the draft. And again, we've been over that. They never signed a guy since 2013 to a second year, a second deal. But you just saw it with this. No one's better with the game plan. Also, when he got involved late in the season with offensive play calling and how they, they ruined Denver's season, went at the Pittsburgh and won. I mean, he's a genius. He's a goat. So the fact that you could come in and bring him in there immediately and be relevant and, and maybe, who knows, go 500, you never know. Sure. Which you can't, you can't rule out the possibility that division's open. Number one, no one ever, ever repeats. You go back to 2004, don't have a repeat champ. And Dak could get hurt. Cowboys could be a mess. Who knows what happens in Dallas with the lame duck situation with McCarthy and, and certainly Sirianni was exposed. Yeah, right. I have no idea what to make of Philadelphia going into next that's year. That's right, yeah. But great job by the Lions. And boy, is that a sexy division. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, that is, uh, I mean, as as sad as the Lions fan, fans were after halftime on Sunday night, this helps ease the pain a little bit going into next year. Because that would have been a very painful one-two combination to give away the game like you did in the second half. And then, uh-oh, they just assumed yep. Ben Johnson was gone. And then this actually was a little bit of a silver lining for that entire organization. And now it's not like you're not a team that continues to be a laughingstock here. And I'm glad he did this. Good for him. Yeah. The other, how about the other big news? So maybe Belichick's back in the mix with Washington. Johnson stays put. Brady doing interviews saying he is getting reps and working out with Burkhart. Tom Brady's going to do this. He's, I don't know about Belichick, and I don't know if Bill will be good. And I don't know about Tom. And he's making all this money now, and then Greg Olson going to get demoted. As, uh, this is this is only in this business, right? The only profession in America you can start at the top without any experience or qualifications. What do you, what's your experience? Well, I played the game. Okay, yeah. it'll be great. Here's, here's 30 million a year. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it, it, maybe it works, but this is... Who knows what? The, look at Romo. Everyone loved him year one. People people can't stand him now. Sure. And Romo certainly has been awful the last couple of years, and his performance has gone downhill. I like Aikman. I love Collinsworth. But now we're going with the quarterback route here where it's okay. See how Tom Brady does. Yeah. And he's going to – and also the other thing, I think it's a media creation. He is polarizing. Uh, and I did throw it out there on, on social media on Sunday because people are saying let the, this can't be – 
someone's got to land Greg Olson. I don't think the guy's any good. Well, pe- some people love him. I absolutely. There is, and I think it's a lot of people in the media though as well. But I just think it's uh, was the popular thing to say and tweet. I like Greg Olson. I like you know what people were saying in the media, and I can't stand him. Number one, he never shuts up. Number two, it was the old Tool song, right? He has a lot to say. He has a lot of nothing to say. Uh, he hedges every comment he makes. And the other one is he's not opinionated. He won't rip officials, and he won't rip coaches and game plans. And somehow people think this guy is a, a great analyst. So I don't think it, it, the other thing is we don't know with Brady's lack of experience and, and lack of reps what he'll be like and if he will even come close to uh, deserving that salary. Because you certainly don't tune into an NFL game to watch the announcers. Yeah. Um, does it seem odd to you that Tom Brady is going to be like in the late window on Sunday afternoon? <clears throat> it's not really considered a primetime game. Is that bizarre to you? Like, he's not on the, the Sunday night game. Yeah, yeah. He's not doing Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. He's not doing Monday nights. Here, here's 49ers Seahawks. Exactly right. Yeah. On a Sunday at 425 Eastern time. Yeah. Or whatever the big matchup of the day is that uh, on Fox. What if he takes it seriously? If he preps, which all indications are that's what he's going to do. Uh, I'm sure he'll be really, really good. That was, wasn't that the uh, downfall here on Roma the last couple of years? That's been the criticism. And that's from people inside that work with him. Right. He's phoning it in. And not doing the the research and the prep work. Well, okay, getting exposed every I Sunday. Think people, hey, Jim! Oh, here we go. I mean, yeah, okay. I think the analytical crowd liked Greg Olson because he he did embrace like going for it on fourth down. I wonder where Brady's going to be at with that. Because he when he retired again, like analytics were around for sure. I mean, he only retired last year, but like at the tail end of his career, that's when analytics were really getting heavy. Yeah, he played for a long time. I would I want to say where Collinsworth was big into it. You're right. It wasn't exactly like the number one dominant thing that we hear about all the time today. Uh-huh. And how teams need to embrace the new information, the new numbers. Is Brady going to be that way? Is he going to be a little old school? Is it going to be a combination of the two? I'm sure as long as he puts the time in, the guy's going to be awesome. I'm surprised. Do you think Tom Tom Brady's going to embarrass himself? Oh, good point. I know. He has way too much pride. I'm surprised he's doing this, though. Well, the money's nice. I kind of appreciate it, you know? Yeah, okay. I just go travel and just, you know, date models and just have a rotation, like live like DiCaprio. Would you ever want to hear Aaron Rodgers, knowing what we know about him now in the broadcast booth? Right. That's a hard pass. Mm Mm-hmm. But Brady, I think, is going to be, you know, again, I, also $37 million a year. Well, who saw this you coming when these guys be. make, right? When you had the wars and, and the bidding wars over Buck and Aikman, and you just saw what the money was they're throwing around yeah. here. It's like, okay, well, I work a couple days a week. Fine, sign me up. Romo started, Buck, Aikman, and now Brady That's setting a whole new bar. It's another thing, right? If these teams are spooked by Ben Johnson's asking price, what was it? What was it 10, 12 million maybe a year? Brady's making $37 million as an analyst? Yeah. yeah. Coaches, that's one-third of what an analyst is going to make? Yeah. Okay. Up next, we'll recap last night's betting action and win some, lose some, and some of these uh, combo bets to win the Super Bowl MVP are very creative, and uh, you might find some very strong value in them as well. We'll explain coming up next here on VSIN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Omaha Steaks, the fall in love at first bite. Tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash VEASAN, you get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breast and four free rich, juicy boneless pork chops with your order. We love it. Everyone loves it. Get up there now. Minimum purchase may apply. omahasteaks.com slash VEASAN. You're going to love every bite. Joe Osborne joins the program now. Does a really good job with covers. He's been in the uh, betting space for a long, long time. Been on the show several times as well. Joe, it's good to talk to you again. How you been? Hey, fellas. I am absolutely fantastic and pumped to be on with you guys this morning. How you making out? Yeah, the feeling's mutual. Um, you could not wait to make a bet on the Super Bowl, and I think you made this right away late <laughs> Sunday night after the matchup was made, right? First of all, I can't believe that the number was posted already, yeah. like on Sunday night slash early Monday morning, but you wanted to attack the Chiefs' second half under again, yeah? Oh, of course, guys. And it's funny. You guys have been in the betting space for a while, too. I remember we used to need to wait, uh, you know, two, three, four, five days for a bunch of the numbers to come out. But I wake up on Monday morning and you bet sack props for individual players. So everything's out, which is uh, fantastic, right? Uh, Catering to all the betters out there. But yeah, Chiefs second half unders. If anyone follows my content this season, you know, I've been all over this since uh, probably uh, late October. But it's the trend that will not die, guys. The Kansas City Chiefs, in their games this season, they played in 20 games this season. 18 of those games have gone under the second half total. Those games have seen an average of just 14.4 points scored in the second half. The uh, second half total for this game, 23.5, by the way. So pretty big gap there between the average and the total here. And uh, the trend is 3-0 in the playoffs, too. The Chiefs have allowed just 10 total second-half points versus the Dolphins, Bills, and Ravens. So pretty impressive stuff there. Um, and, hey, you can double down if you want because that number is even better for the uh, fourth quarter under in Chiefs games. It's 19-1 to the under in the fourth quarter of their games this season. So, shockingly, the Kansas City Chiefs are dead last in fourth-quarter points scored this season. They're only averaging 3.6 points in the fourth quarter, uh, an average of just 7.3 points scored in the fourth quarter of their games this year. Maybe a good pairing here because the 49ers have allowed the fewest fourth quarter points all season, uh, fourth quarter total there of 13 and a half. So um, maybe it, I don't know if it's an under the radar play anymore. I'm hearing a lot of people talking about it, but uh, not seeing much of an adjustment on the number. So I will happily go back to the well on that one more time. Great information. Excellent. You can also find 14s on the fourth quarter uh, as well that could be available. Uh, I found a 14 oh, out there, there as well. Okay, how about how about your, your take on the game? Who do you like here? It's a tough game to handicap. San Francisco hasn't played well a complete game in over a month. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I jumped on the Chiefs' money line right away. Uh, plus 118, I got it at. I'm seeing it plus 105 over at DraftKings here this morning. So you're not going to get the best of the number anymore if you like Kansas City, but hey, that's the way it goes, right? So yeah, I'm going to take the team that has the better quarterback, the better defense, 
the better big game coach that also happens to be playing better right now. If you add it all up, sure, the 49ers had a better regular season, but it's all about what type of form are you in right now. And I think Kansas City is absolutely peaking right now. They're beating better competition going into Buffalo and Baltimore and beating those teams. Meanwhile, San Francisco barely got by Green Bay. They barely got by Detroit on their home field. They needed a lot of breaks against the Lions, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Balls bouncing off face masks, fumbles, drop passes, questionable play calls on fourth down. They needed a lot of breaks in that game. And we've seen the San Francisco defense. They've had some bad performances versus good offenses this season. They haven't played a whole lot of good offenses if you dig into it. But uh, we saw the Ravens uh, go up and down on the field against them on Christmas Day. The Bengals dropped 31 on them in San Francisco earlier in the year. So you add it all up. I think I know it's just a two-point spread right now, but I think the wrong team is favored here, guys. Wouldn't it feel like much more of an upset if Brock Purdy beat Patrick Mahomes in this game? But here we are with the Chiefs plus two, plus 105 on the money line. I'm all with you. Yeah. All right, so, Joe, how are you building your portfolio of player props so far based on the two bets that you've made and telling us about the Chiefs on the money line and then you expect, obviously, a lower-scoring second half? What are you doing about that with player Props in. Well, uh, I'm going to start with it's, it's maybe going to be the squarest bet on the board because of who the man is dating, uh, Travis Kelsey. I like the over on his receiving yard number there at 69 and a half. So uh, I've talked about it's all about how you're playing right now and how about the Kansas City Chiefs? Their defense is peaking. Well, guess what? Travis Kelsey is peaking here too. Three playoff games, 23 catches off 27 targets, double-digit targets in two of the three playoff games. He only had three games during the regular season where he had double-digit targets. And I do think this number is quite low. This is a guy they love to go to in the big games. So 69.5 is the number right now. He's gone over this in 12 straight playoff games. Uh, We just saw Sam Laporta of the Lions go for 97 against San Francisco there last week. So I like Kelsey to have a good game here. Uh, get used to it. You're going to see a lot of shots of uh, Taylor Swift in the box. I'm sure there's a over-under on that out there somewhere, so I probably won't be betting on that. But, uh, yeah, I like Kelsey to have a good day here. All right, excellent. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Joe Osborne, our guest. Follow him on X and uh, with Covers.com. You are excellent with NBA under the radar stuff, first half, first quarter. Anything you like tonight? And are there any great trends that have been solid for over a month or much of the season? Yeah, uh, I've been on the show. We've talked about this a couple of times where you see these first quarter and these first half trends in the NBA just completely take off. And you just don't want to back these blindly, right? You got to want to see if the numbers fair and have some stats to back it up. Uh, there's a few in play tonight that I think make for pretty good options here. So the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets get off to fantastic starts on their home court at home this season. They are 19-4 and one against the spread in the first quarter. They play tonight at home versus the Phoenix Suns who get off to very slow starts defensively. Uh, the Nets are going to be an underdog in this one. So I like backing them in the first quarter. I also like the Chicago Bulls first half. Minus two and a half in Charlotte versus the Hornets. Uh, Great value on the Bulls. If you want to bet them full game, go ahead and do that as well. But I like them on the first half here, minus two and a half. Uh, They've been fantastic in this spot lately, uh, regardless if they're home or away. Top seven in both effective field goal shooting percentage and opponent. Effective field goal shooting percentage. Charlotte bottom five in each of those categories. They're getting absolutely stomped. In the first half of their games lately, a minus 8.5 point margin in their last 10. Chicago 8-2 and two against the spread in the first half in their last 10. So I like them. And one to keep on your radar here, a few to keep on your radar here, actually. Uh, the Celtics first half on the road, they've been fantastic. 19-5 and five against the spread. Uh, the Warriors, a great first half fade on their home floor. They are 1-9. and nine against spread in their last 10 first halves at home. And a bit of a surprising one here for the season. The Phoenix Suns do not close. They're very bad in the fourth quarter. They are 13 and 32 against the spread in the fourth quarter this season. We've seen them blow games lately, recently against both the Pacers 
and the Magic. They're dead last in fourth quarter point margin. A bit of a surprise there. And uh, a home away split one. Uh, so the Milwaukee Bucks are a fantastic first half bet at home, 18-7-1 against the spread. But you put them on the road, 4-15-2. and two against the spread in the first half. So some of these spots here, you know, it takes some work to dig into them, but you can find uh, some gold mine trends here that just won't quit. Uh, so uh, yeah, a few to back tonight in the NBA, the Nets first quarter and Bulls first half. I love that one with the Nets, Joe. 19 four yes. and one in the first quarter ATS, you said. Yeah, at home, and it has a lot to do with uh, how fantastic they've been on the defensive end to start these games. Now, it's funny, you dig into the numbers, you go to uh, NBA.com slash stats, and they have a fantastic stats engine, and you can look at how teams perform uh, in individual quarters, individual halves, and you see some teams that get off to great starts, like the Chicago Bulls, then their play drops off significantly, statistically at least, in the second half. Of the game so uh worth looking into it takes a little bit of time but i do this for a living so i do have time to do it right mm-hmm. so uh yeah some, some spots worth backing there and really quickly guys a, a prop that um is going to be under the radar here for the super bowl uh-huh. i love these little dinky plays for these guys uh, kyle you check over two and a half receiving yards probably not on a lot of people's radars i think this one is going to be worth a play so he's gone over this in four straight games he had 33 yards off three targets versus detroit now he only played in 11 games this season he did go over that number of two and a half in eight of the games uh he went over in eight of the nine games where he had at least one target and this is a guy that can get open to uh, break some big plays here he has five separate games of 23 or more receiving yards this season so uh, you check over two and a half receiving yards is one I like quite Beautiful. a bit as well. Great, great info, Joe. Follow him on X at JTF Oz, and uh, you can read him at covers.com as well. Thanks, Joe. Best of luck. Yeah, thank you, guys. Best of luck to you, and best of luck to all the listeners out there. Yep. You great have job. to tip your cap at some of the creativity involved with these Super Bowl props. That's next. Follow the Money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on v the Sports Betting Network. We are live, as always, downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. And this show is brought to you by DraftKings. This is going to be a blast for the next hour. Doug Kazarian joins the program. We've known this guy for a long, long time out here in Las Vegas. Now with uh, OnlyPlayers.com. Is that, uh, is that with a Z? <laughs> is, it, is it players, P-L-A-Y-A-S? What are we talking about here? No, just today. So, you know, it's a, it's a start of venture I was working on for a while, about a year, at least talking, having conversations. It's the new thing for the last few years. I'm sure you guys know just from friends or people coming through Vegas. That's sort of the uh, gold rush, right? And we've talked about it for years. I mean, like you said, we've known each other for years, 15 years. We've seen the betting space go from this huge giant stigma completely eroded to now yep. there's commissioners of leagues on the dais with sports book and gaming operators and a lot of investors want to get involved in this space either they have a passion for it or that's just untapped obviously so it was good to have these conversations and now i just wanted to go do something that was basically obviously different than this right this is a whole operation a whole basically replacing content, whether it be radio, TV, and just um, over hours and hours. I wanted to basically take like the guy, one of my partners says the set your cell phone and put it in on TV show or, or put it on, on, on a platform because there's so much like good information out there and it's slowly trickling out. But a lot of the stuff that's out there right now is really for lack of a better term is a little harsh. Maybe is just breadcrumbing. I mean, it's, it's basically taking advantage of people who are looking for winning plays and all this stuff. And then you have a bunch of people out there doing content that really shouldn't be doing content. So there's a way to do it. I think utilizing all the training I've had over the years, and I've been so fortunate to glean so much uh, from all the people I've worked with and everything. And so do presenting information in a TV format, but also do it with credibility as opposed to everyone who's entering the space, but also the space has changed. Um, You know, you guys obviously talk with sharp guests and things like that. And, and here there's authenticity in a book, but a lot of this has been like 
the sort of the single game parlay lottery ticket sort of approach and we're having fun. I mean, you have like news anchors, it's equivalent of news anchors giving out their favorite lotto numbers ahead of a Powerball in a lot of ways. And so what that happens and we've seen it, it's running its course because there's not a demand for that. It's fun and stuff to kick around when there's like a huge parlay ticket that cashes, but stuff is fading away. These people who've dipped their toes in it. Um, and, and there's also sports networks that were trying to find the right appetite in, in terms of the consumer, right? I mean, you have to do like legitimate highlights and talk and, and then also do betting. But over time, it's sort of figured it out self out. I'm a big believer in the invisible hand. So the invisible hand has sort of worked itself. And uh, we're seeing that the sports networks don't think there's like a huge demand for that in sports content, whether it be game broadcasts, conventional sports highlight shows, but there is sort of a second screen uh, demand on it, whether it be straight shows dedicated to betting or things along those lines. And we're trying to capitalize on that. And the, and the hope is that we'd be a third party for a lot of uh, companies and networks that want to outsource it. They're realizing they don't have the horses to do it because it requires being years in Vegas or years in this space and having the, uh, the, the Rolodex that, you know, we all have and, and the, and the reach that we all have and the, and the familiarity with the material that we all have. And then hopefully uh, from a business standpoint, they can sort of outsource it to us. And we're, that's what that sort of the, the overall game plan is. Very good. I, I certainly didn't envision this where Phil Sims giving out a same game parlay and then like Kendrick Perkins, first of all, everything is yeah, over, over, over. Yes. And then Kendrick Perkins is LeBron going to go over assist rebounds and but that the, kind but, of but thing. But I mean, I'm with you and like, I want to go, I don't know, four and two on a Sunday. I get it. But do you know the masses based on some of the data and the research is like, I think, I think don't quote me on this, but I think 85% of all the bets at one of the main books, like the, the fan or something like that, is five bucks or less. And they're really like $1, like 11 leg, you know, score first basket parlays and things like that. So they are lottery tickets. And I think that's awesome. I just can't do a 30 minute show on index betting, one way markets that is random. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I just can't. I can talk about games and sh and explain the nuances sure. of betting and make people uh, more intelligent, better, but also explain what's going on. I just think to your point, I get it, but if that's where the, what the demand is from the masses, because I don't think coming on and doing technical content is also a win either. I remember being on your couch watching the AFC championship game like 16 years ago here in town. And there was a big NBA slate that night. And we're talking about like action bets, predict the blowout, right? A couple of games, like you can bet anywhere from the, the, the game on the, the game number was like two and a half. We're like, well, this is a terrible spot for their opponent. Why don't we just lay like seven and a half, eight and a half in this game? Cause we think they can get run out. Well, the market yeah. in the NBA is completely different than the market in, say, the NFL, right? And it comes down to the units of scoring. Obviously, in football, there's threes and sevens. Sure. And then in the NBA, everyone makes a run. And then obviously, with not the same back then, but now with the three-pointer. And it's just insane. Um, I, I keep saying this. I want to do, like, I guess got to log this. Basically, what would your net result be if you call, if you just bet the team that called the timeout every time in the NBA? Like whoever called the timeout, just bet on that team. What the number? And now obviously you'll have reverse middle yeah, sometimes yeah, and things sure. like that. But I almost wonder what it would be like just to do it. Um, but to your point, uh, yeah, I mean the the, the eighty two game season you're going to have now in the NFL now with seventeen games and only one buy in each conference. There are some teams that treat it like a marathon and will roll over. I mean, don't sleep on the lines. Everyone's talking about how great this team was. Uh, I mean, they had a couple impressive wins and then they also had some giant eggs and they were also the most talented team in the division and they were the favorite and they did what they were supposed to do. All right, more NBA. And I know you have a strong opinion there on Dan Campbell coming up in a minute, but I did. <laughs> we got to get to this, right? You also have a very strong opinion on Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you like him? So Is I'm a critic of like Brock Purdy MVP was nonsense. I know it was a perfect storm this year. And maybe if he played well on that Ravens Monday night or on Christmas, he probably would have won. He was going to win. Yeah. It was just a perfect storm of a lot. But everyone is so defense defensive. Of him. Well, if he was if Mahomes had these stat lines or if he was a top 10 pick, he'd be a no brainer. He would no, there'd be no second guessing him. Also, there'd be nobody protecting him and coddling him on his yeoman and ordinary stats. Like he gets a free pass on just not being that impressive and great most of the game. I mean, people are like, look what he did. He silenced all those critics, uh, game winning drive in a pressurized situation. Yeah, they were in that situation because of him. 
He wasn't good. And that's okay. Like his contract enables them to have studs elsewhere. And I like him. He's likable. He defers to his running game, defers to the defense. And that's okay. Shanahan has built a game plan. He takes shots downfield, something Jimmy G did not. Like he has a lot of good attributes. He's just not the MVP of the entire NFL. And think about how critical everyone is when Tua, if Tua put up those numbers. So as much as people sort of dismiss Purdy stats and things like that, they also coddle him because he's not a top 10 pick so it goes both ways on that and look he's I just think there's a bunch of guys who would have stepped into I think Jake Browning would have done just as well in Brock Purdy's role I really do like I bet the Niners big to win the division going into the season and I was pulling for Sam Darnold because I just wanted Captain Checkdown who understood who had experience reading defense I didn't think Purdy would make this big of a leap in the offseason he did awesome and he played great this year but they never won a single game because of him now maybe they blew out an opponent because of him but whatever it is what it is the season unfolded it is here he is and frankly in a you know to come full circle I like him to win MVP okay well then explain this then right okay well just let me look look at last week AFC championship game. Mahomes doesn't, they don't score in the second half. The defense played great. Who would have won the MVP of the AFC championship game before the Super Bowl? I'm going to guess they're going to give it to Mahomes. Of course. Who would have won? Kelsey had a great argument. Who who, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd say Kelsey. Okay. You really think they would have? Yeah, I do. You got to think about it. Who, yeah, who he was would, awesome. Who would voters give it to? I mean, is the question. Maybe, Not who, yeah. I mean, the last play of the game was Mahomes running left, throwing across yeah, his yeah. body, lob pass. Uh-huh. That's a tough one, though. I mean, they, they after the first two drives, they scored three and points. And that's with a team that didn't score in the second half. Yeah. And the play of the game was a defensive yeah, go ahead. Okay. over the ball, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. On the goal line. So I'm just saying, as ridiculous as that, Mahomes. Holmes probably still wins the MVP in terms of awards. I'm not saying it's unanimous, but I think he wins. What about the NFC Championship game? (laughs) Game winning drive by Purdy, all that with his legs. You know, here's the way I look at that. I want, I think McCaffrey would have had a great case. And I think that specific game against the Lions, the award voters could have looked at it like they did with the Super Bowl two years ago when they knew Cup was not going to win the regular season MVP much like McCaffrey this year, because other players had an argument in that game against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I thought Aaron Donald should have won, but they said, it's Cooper Cup, you're the guy, you're the MVP. I think they Because they went into it like he was the fantasy stud and stuff like that, offensive player of the year. Yeah. And I think I think McCaffrey will be this year as well. So to your point, like maybe the Packers game, I think McCaffrey could have won because he had the long touchdown run and things yeah. like that. But my point is you're also getting plus 230 on the quarterback of the team that's favored in the Super Bowl. So even like these, not eggs that were laid, but poor performances by starting quarterbacks in the both conference title games, and I still think the quarterbacks would have won the MVP. So I know what, 10 of the last 15 have won, only been, only 10 of the last 15 this isn't, but I think his heartwarming story will be part of the, yeah. the narrative, so to speak. Well, how yeah. about this bet? Now, here at Circa, you can, you can bet this. You can get Purdy and McCaffrey to win the MVP. It's minus one so you're just getting line value at like what minus 20, 125 yeah i want because I, I, I think i think what helps purdy's cause is that there's so many weapons that unless one of them really stands out that like samuel and mccaffrey could play really that, well that's the thing debo could right 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 so that's the thing so i wouldn't get too cute on that but i think the fact that it's not just a, a or b option it's not just those two guys I think helps Purdy's case because he's the by default the quarterback, so he could just get the deference. But I don't. I wouldn't do that bet. No, I wouldn't do the minus 05. Okay, so we were just kicking this around. Paulie bet the Chiefs. Um, he said partially because they hedge on a, on a Niners future ticket, but he also thinks wrong team is favored. It sounds to me like obviously you're on the opposite so side. So I bet then. those advanced lines. I, saw, I thought all four yeah. lines were wrong. I bet the plus two and a half. Now hearing, I had certain information that I think you referenced earlier about the Niners money came in yesterday. Right. So that gives me a little pause. I'm not saying the wrong team's favorite because, A, that's a kiss of death. So if I bet on the Chiefs, I don't want to ever say that. But uh, I do have that future. But I plus two and a half could lay it off, whatever. Um, I think it's going to hover around this. I I just thought there'd be a huge reaction to the Mahomes slaying the, the one seed on the road. But I thought he would play well and not get shut out in the second half. So I thought the optics would be higher. Much more. Doug Kazarian coming up next year and follow the money. It's Visa the Sports Betting Network. Other Super Bowl bets that he likes. And also his thoughts over on all on Dan Campbell, <laughs> Lions head coach next. At 
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on v Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VEASAN. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Plethora of props up there. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Code VEASAN. The crown is yours. We continue as uh, Doug Kazarian's in studio. Onlyplayers.com is the website. Uh, known him for a long, long time out here in Las Vegas. Uh, any other bets that you've made so far? You made your case uh, for Purdy MVP to win that at what, plus 255 yeah, in that that's range? The thing. You're getting plus 250 ish. I mean, sure. that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. I wouldn't bet him like what Mahomes' price is. Of course not. Okay, so have you attacked any other like markets at all, props that you like I at this haven't. point? It's overwhelming. I usually uh, sort of outsource a lot of this stuff to friends of mine and in, in my little inner circle, just because you can't do it all. Like, like I, I've joked, I'm going to fire way more on the NBA than, that day than I am going to on the Super Bowl. But there are opportunities out there. How can there not be? There's okay. thousands and thousands of props. How, how good are you at, at finding a mistake? Because didn't you have Rams no touchdown that year? Yeah. Or something, yeah. Right, and so I was out in Vegas. I was based in Bristol at the time and I was uh-huh. out in Vegas doing a story on the props. I was there at Westgate for the, the Thursday night unveiling and everything. And then I saw the 100 to one, the packet that night. Yep. And I talked about it and did a podcast and all that stuff. No, sorry. I, I talked about it ahead of time. And then I went to bet it. Cause I mean, you're there with a camera crew. You can't be just like, all right, let me hit the ATM first. <laughs> uh, and then it's uh 30 to one. I think someone hit it. And then it just made too much sense because the Patriots had not scored a first quarter touchdown, yep. right? In yep. all their years yep. coming up to it. And then you had Goff against Belichick two weeks to prepare. And so it just made, I mean, 100 to one was, 30 to one was a bad price. First half, no touchdown, not first half. the game, right? First half. Oh, that was first half. That was first, first half. half. It opened 100 to one first yes. half. Yeah, yeah, I talked about it for two weeks on the podcast. People were mocking me, yelling. And this is right when I had really transitioned into betting. And people didn't understand that I had lived in Vegas at the time for only seven years, you know, but seven years mm-hmm. and understood it. And being a bachelor or whatever, I stayed plugged into all this stuff, lived a double life, basically. And and, <laughs> and understood this. It's like, wow, you actually, you know, this was, I'm like, yeah, I mean, think about it. And then translate, what does 100 to one mean? It's less than 1%. You know, it's just like, yeah, I think there's less than 1%. There's no touchdown. Same game. Professional better hit South Point 400 to one. Rams to score exactly three points. Ugh. Had it to win 100,000. 
the the allure of all this stuff, I don't understand, and I need to talk to odds makers about this. Like, for example, you guys were talking about all the props that get bet overs and overs over. Why don't they offer them higher now? Like, if they're going to take over money early, just open them higher. It's not like any public better is going to bet now some of these props, like the generic props, like maybe the long shot props, fine, but um, but there, it going behind the scenes and doing the story that I did. It's hard, man. They, they sit there, they kick around. That was the year Gurley had, was like nursing an injury too. Yeah, yeah. So they had to figure out like, what do you put his prop at? Right. Cause he had two weeks to get healthy. Who knows? Right. And it's very elaborate, very complicated. Now they have a built in hold percentage, so I don't want to um, shed too many tears for them, but there are mistakes out there and you just have to really think it through. Good. Uh, and not just manual errors well, or computer errors. Right. The other thing too, and I know, you know, a lot of smart people and all your time at ESPN and you're a great story rags to riches. Uh, dad was a doctor. <laughs> Brown, you went to Brown, and then your brother went to Harvard. Harvard Westlake. Yeah, it was so, coming. So, so, what do you think of Dan Campbell? And now, take the points, guy, and all the fighting here, and uh, you, Mike Florio getting involved, and you you can't even criticize these people. Well, you can't even debate. It's like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. It's obvious you have to go there. You can't take. What do you think of the Campbell situation and not going up seventeen, not tying it uh, with seven minutes left? Well, and, and I, what's I think been the going? thought process that that Dan Campbell's like relying on an analytics guy at all is kind of comical. Yeah. He's not because let's not forget against the Cowboys they take the penalty and he still goes for it <laughs> on the seven yard no line. Doubt. So it's all gut with This him. isn't no Mensa. Doubt. Okay. He just, yes. he's a bull in a china shop. <laughs> but there is a refreshing component to this. But I think people need to also understand going for it on fourth down instead of punting is very different than going for it versus kicking a field goal. The whole thing is possession matters more than position, right? Possession of the ball matters more than field position, kind of like when the Ravens didn't punt on their own 30 because obviously the time was against the clock. When you've basically outperformed the opponent like the Lions had through two plus quarters and you don't, it's not like some of these 16 seeds against a one seed or even these other upsets where you have to continue sort of taking risks and sort of sh shake it up from a variance standpoint. Like they were the better team like th through the first two and a half quarters. So you don't have to risk and roll the dice. And it wasn't fourth and inches. And there's all this stuff I would have kicked, but I understand people are like, there is no take the points when it's like a 48 yarder, 45 yarder. Uh -huh. And the guy dropped the ball, but I don't want to be results based on this. But I also think there's just a domino effect. Like if you only have X amount of plays that are really good, do you want to use it then? I mean, there's just so many layers involved and I'm okay with it. But I do think the fact that he, after the fact, after the game, because the most egregious mistake was third down running. And I literally, yes. I was a team and hiring um, uh, Ben Johnson. And I know he's no longer the candidate, but I would, that would be the first question I'd ask him in an interview. Did you call the run on third down? Cause it's, it's a, it's inexcusable. You cannot do that. Anybody who's played Madden football knows this. And then Campbell saying, Oh, you're right. I shouldn't have called the timeout. I should have just like basically gone, ran another play on fourth down. No, you run the field goal team out yes. there. Like the whole down two scores, like he was never kicking. Now, when you get to the goal right, line, you probably right. have to go for it anyway. But I bet you fourth and five on like the 15, he would not have kicked a field goal. And that is my concern for Lions fans and the organization because he does have a lot of good qualities. And obviously he, he's a leader of men and that matters because some of these guys are not. Um, but when the margin of error in the NFL is so small, like I basically don't think they're ever going to win a title because of him. See, this is why I liked him and people are good. I know Paul, we had this conversation earlier in the week too. Like, well, he was inconsistent. He kicked here. He didn't kick there. I thought the field goal before halftime, again, that was what fourth and three. You have to kick it there because no part, part of the equation there of is if you miss, then the team's going to get the ball at the one yard line or two yard line, but you're going to halftime. Right. So that wipes out half the equation. Right. So the risk and the reward is very much a component of that. So, you're right. Part of the equation is that you pin them back and you're likely to get the ball around midfield anyway. And you get a new set of downs in scoring position where a field goal is the same, right? Expected value, blah, blah, blah. Also, if you get the first down, like the Lions tried to do in the third quarter, like, so what? It's first and 10 on like the 24. Okay. But you also run the risk of turning it over and all these other things. Um, but make no mistake, like the Gibbs fumble was huge. But, but my point is you have you have scenarios and you have evidence of a guy who clearly is not giving his team the best chance to win from certain in-game situations. If they can outsource that, he, they'd be in awesome position right now. And that's my concern is that they're not. 
Yep. So, and look, you can't be great at everything. Some of these coaches shouldn't be calling plays offensively. I mean, how many times have we seen some of these coaches change, whether it be like, you know, who's the, the knucklehead who got fired from the Broncos before? Um, Hackett. Yeah. I mean, he's like, all right, you know, I'm not calling play after like week three. And then he's like, they got to hire him a Yale guy a week four. I mean, it's just like, not everyone is equipped to do everything, right? I mean, Andy Reid had the enemy even helping with the offense and maybe who, some of these guys play call plays on offense or defense. And some of them, it's a, it's an overwhelming job. There's a lot to do. And I would think less of Campbell if he had a, each coordinator call plays for each side of the ball. And then also a guy would help him because he has stuff that others don't possess sure. that make him a really good coach. Like he has awesome qualities. I just think if you run a big company, a multi-billion dollar company, it's as stupid doing this that each team does as the NFL does by not having a ball, a chip in the ball and all this other stuff. Yeah. It's like, how can we not, how are we not optimizing the situation here? And they're just continuing to do the same thing and make the same mistakes over and over. So teams that are trying to optimize when they get down by eight points, we saw it with the Buccaneers again. They did that multiple times this year. We saw it with Green Bay earlier in the season. We saw it with Tennessee against um, Miami on a Monday night. Yeah, right that, when they get, that worked. Right. When they get down by eight, they go for two to cut it to six that way that way they know that if they score again they kick the extra point the game's over there's no overtime Jacksonville going for two to cut it to two as on the yep exactly Sometimes. right my advice would be if you're going to try to bet alternate point spreads in this Super Bowl like for example if you like the 49ers I think five like five five and a half is no longer no man's land I think five and a half is now becoming equally as important as like six and a half because I'm convinced if the Chiefs are in this spot in the Super Bowl, and they cut it to an eight-point lead late in the game, I'm convinced Andy Reid will go for two to make it a six-point game. And I would much rather have, like, Niners five-and-a-half than six-and-a-half at that point. I'd also want eight-and-a-half with Chiefs on a teaser because that, that's Instead also seven very, and a half. Yes, so teasing yes. up, up from one and a half to seven and a half is not as valuable as it once was. I agree. And somebody who in-game bets like I do, especially late in the game when they'll put out, like, like for example, the Lions late drive, Circa had six and a half minus 170 or minus 180 when they were down 10, like basically will they kick the field goal. And other books had seven and a half. Yeah. And so they're basically saying they're going to kick the field goal on fourth down. And what is it worth for you in the juice, matter? If you can do the quick math in your head, is it like a four to one prop, three to one prop, whatever. So you can do all this stuff and I do it all game and all the time, but now it's changed the game. It completely has changed it. And if certain books will charge you more for buying a half point off of three, right? We all know that, but on six and four, but to your point, four and five used to be a dead number. We saw the Ravens chiefs line go through four to four and a half because four is typically a dead number, but things are changing now. You're right. And it, it is very elaborate and complicated. It's just another thing to weigh. And uh, this is like a sudden thing, by the way. But it makes yes. sense. It, it, like, it totally makes the sense. The Jaguars and I get it. down to make it two. And actually, I had minus three and a half in that game. So I admit, I know. I had so plus three and a half. Oh, God. But, <laughs> Ridiculous. But, but that, that does make sense. And, you're, yeah. and, and it's also the combined probability of, like, the, the ties in the regular season. Excellent too. point, though, too. It's a 46-yard field goal. This is not when yeah, you yeah. take the points. I would have kicked. You have an yes, NFL so kicker. He's yes, fine. Gotcha. We'll continue. Doug's also very good on the NBA. Some thoughts on that Coming up next on Follow the Money. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.